I know we all have bad days and sometimes we have really bad seasons in life, but the Apostle Paul gives us a one word piece of advice that I think we as fathers really need to take to heart. Welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. The Apostle Paul wrote some really profound things for us as believers, but there are plenty of things that are in the Bible that we can extract and apply to ourselves as fathers. And the one word piece of advice that the Apostle Paul gives to us doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And he knows that it doesn't make a lot of sense from his context. And so he repeats himself. And we're going to talk about this today. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. The letter we're talking about is Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. It's the book of Philippians. Now, I would encourage you, because this is a very easy and quick and short read, open up your Bible, open up your Bible app, and take some time today, at least this week, but preferably today, to read the book of Philippians. It's easy, but there is so much good inside of this letter. Now, there's one word that the Apostle Paul has woven throughout this letter. It is his one word piece of advice. It's what he is doing, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's what he wants us to do as well. And that is to rejoice. The apostle Paul is talking about how he rejoices in his present circumstances and how he wants us to rejoice too. Now, here's the thing. This is why this doesn't make a lot of sense. Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. He writes the book of Philippians in what I think could be aptly described as a crap hole. It doesn't make sense for him to rejoice in a crap hole. I mean, where Paul was compared to the prison system of today, he would look at what we have today and view it as a luxurious getaway. Where he was at this point when he wrote the book of Philippians was absolutely disgusting, but he writes it and he means it. In chapter four, again, this is a short read, so please read it. But in chapter four, the last chapter, verse number four, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, anytime, anywhere, no matter what, rejoice in the Lord. And I know that this doesn't make a lot of sense. So he writes, again, I say rejoice. He wants us to rejoice, not only when it's called for, not only when we just have the natural instinct to throw our hands up and to celebrate, but when things are bad, when seasons are tough, when the trials are right in front of us, he instructs us to rejoice. And I think that as fathers, this is advice that we need. And I think we need it today, especially. I don't know where you're at, but I know for myself, I find myself wanting in some particular areas of life. We care about our family. We care about our relationships. We care about our finances. We care about our fitness. We care about what we dub under the umbrella of success. We're all looking for success probably in different ways and in some similar ways, I'm sure. But when everything is not where we want it, it's a struggle. And especially as a man, we are often one-track-minded 
And so we're trying to pursue one thing that we feel like we need to pursue the most. But what happens is if we get so caught up in that thing, we neglect all the other things. And then we start to fall behind in other categories of life. And then we start to feel like a failure because when we look across the spectrum of our life and everything that we're doing, we feel like we've come up short, like we're not doing everything that we need to be doing, like we are just of no value and of zero meaning. And that's a difficult thing for us to deal with. And so what happens is we go down into the slump and then we plateau down in this low, low place until we get another shot in the arm where we're motivated to keep going. I want to stop you wherever you're at in life. And I want to give you the same piece of advice that the Apostle Paul gave the church way back when, first century Greco-Roman environment, and that is to rejoice. Your life might really be tough. I want you to choose to rejoice. It's the best thing that you can do, no matter what you're going through. Things might not be great. That's okay. Rejoice. If Paul can do it from a crap hole, you can do it today. And I'm not saying that to make light of your situation. I know we go through difficult times. And you might be going through something I might never have to go through. But I still think the best thing that you can do is to rejoice. And I think you have reasons to rejoice too. There's a few reasons I want to share with you today. One is you've got God. You always have God. God is always with you. He is your father. This is why David could write in Psalm 23 that even though I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, death is so close to me that its shadow darkens my path. I can't see around me, but I'm not going to fear, not because I can see that God is there, but because I know he is with me. God is with you and you have reason to rejoice. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way. And that's because we have a bad mentality when it comes to God sometimes. We view God as this genie in the bottle. We read a few verses in the Bible, we take them out of their context, and we think that whenever we ask for something, God is just going to get up and do it. God does not function that way. And this should make sense to you, because God is our Father. So think about how you as a father deal with your kids. When your kids ask you for something, do you get them that no matter what? No questions asked. You just get up, go, and do it immediately? I hope not, because if you do... You're going to have some spoiled kids. You see the bigger picture. You know everything that your kids are getting ready to face. My kids are six, four, and two. There's a lot more that I see that they have no idea to even look for. When they ask me for particular things, I know that's probably not a good idea. And they might not know that, and they might not understand that. But there will come a day, as time continues forward, that it will make sense to them, and they will know. I think dad was actually doing me a favor. So sometimes when God tells you no, or sometimes when God doesn't do that one particular thing that you've asked him to do, he's actually doing you a favor because he's a good father. So you have a reason to rejoice because God is with you and because God is good to you. If you are married, if you have a wife, you have reason to rejoice. Just within the whole parenting context, you have reason to rejoice because Parenting by yourself is a difficult task. I have had just a taste of this. I don't know what it's like to be a single parent. And what I experienced probably wasn't as bad as what it is to be a single parent. For whatever reason, you're a single parent. But when my, my, when my wife had foot surgery and was out for eight to 10 weeks, couldn't do anything, couldn't help at all, and I had to take care of her 
and take care of our three little kids and make sure everything was packed for school and get everyone everywhere that they needed to go and make all the meals and do all the cleaning and try to take care of myself and tend to another fully grown adult who couldn't do anything for herself at the time. That was a lot. <laughs> that was uh, that was not fun. That was not one of my favorite periods of life. I'm grateful having gone through that for my wife as my partner in parenting, because together we are so much better than me just trying to do everything by myself. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anyone. I rejoice that I'm married to a wonderful, beautiful, incredible woman and mother who helps me take care of our kids. If you are married, you have a reason to rejoice. If you have kids, which I would imagine if you listen to this podcast, you do, you have a reason to rejoice. Because I think about myself and what my kids do for me. There's a couple of things. One, they've helped me evolve into a father. They've given me this new identity, new purpose, and new meaning. And that's a wonderful thing. And with that has come a greater understanding of God. I read the Bible in a totally different way now that I'm a father. I feel like there are things that I can relate to now that I couldn't relate to before because I am a dad. And when I read about God as my father and why God does the things that he does and how God goes about doing the things that he does as a dad, I start to appreciate that a little bit more. I read the Bible differently. I think of God in different terms. I am more appreciative of God because I have kids who have made me a father. And then the other thing that my kids do that I think is just an absolute blessing is they, in a sense, physically manifest God's unconditional love for me. I can experience and I can feel and I can sense the unconditional love of God. But with my kids, I almost get a physical representation of it because God loves me no matter what. But so do my kids. They might not love me at the same level and magnitude that God loves me, but they love me pretty big. They tell me they love me pretty big. And it's a sweet thing for kids to do that. But no matter what I do, if I have a bad moment, if I yell, if I get out of place, if I make a mistake, which I do plenty of mistakes, my kids always love me. They'll tell me first, even when it doesn't make sense for them to tell me first, that they love me. And getting to experience that unconditional love for my kids, it's a beautiful thing. So if you have kids, make sure that you rejoice because that's a wonderful gift that you have. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. You've always got God. You've always got your wife. And you've always got your kids. So rejoice in those things. Now, here's the kicker. If you've got hard times, if you've got trials, if you've got seasons that you wish would just hurry up and pass, that's another reason to rejoice. Because what do trials do? Trials give you a reason to hope, but trials also make you stronger. Trials, they take you from one place and they elevate you to another because it gets uncomfortable and you've got to make adjustments. And as you make those adjustments, you learn a thing or two and you grow and you get better. And this is why the Apostle Paul could say that he could rejoice in his tribulation. He can be happy going through what he's going through. And for him, he had another reason. And that was that he got to know God in a deeper way. 
He got to know God in a deeper way through suffering. Because it's one thing to just empathize with Christ. This is how Paul thought. It's one thing to empathize with Christ, who suffered the cross. But the Apostle Paul thought, if, if I can endure suffering, if I can be hated by people for the mission that I'm on, if I can experience that, then I can start to sympathize with Christ. I can know what it's like to live the way that he lived, and I can know him on a different level, on a more personal level. And that's true. I think about myself as a father and other dads who might have kids with autism. I don't have a child with autism. I can talk to them about fatherhood, but I can only go so far with that conversation. My buddy Derek Weeks, who's been on the podcast multiple times, he has a child with autism. He could have a more meaningful conversation with someone else who has kids or a child with autism in a much shorter time than I could over a long period of time because he can sympathize, not just empathize. And so for the Apostle Paul, he viewed trials and suffering and struggles as a way to know God in a closer way. And that's true for us too. We get to know God in a better way, but we also grow through the process. So I want to encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, I want to remind you that you've got reason to rejoice because you're going to make it through this storm. And when you get to the other side, you're going to be better than you were when you entered it. You've got your kids with you as you navigate this. You've got your wife with you as you navigate this. And you've got God with you all the time as you go through everything. He is always there. I know it might feel like doom and gloom. I know you might feel meaningless. I know you might be selling yourself short. You might just think that you need to give up and you need to quit. You need to just call an audible and try something else because you have failed miserably doing whatever it is you're trying to do, especially as a dad. <laughs> I know how that feels like because we make mistakes with our kids and we can take those pretty personal because they are personal. But I want to encourage you, if you've made mistakes with your kids, don't give up hope. You still have reason to rejoice. You still have them around. There's still opportunity to reconcile. There's still opportunity to be the dad that your kid needs you to be. That's the beautiful thing about not trying to just be a good dad, just some cookie cutter version of whatever a good dad is supposed to be, but rather having a relationship with your kids, knowing their unique and particular needs, and then being the dad that they need you to be. You get to do that every day. Every day, your kid goes through something new. They have a new experience. They learn something. They do something. There's always newness to each day. And with that newness comes a new opportunity to be the dad that they need you to be. So rejoice. Rejoice in every day that you get because it's an opportunity. Rejoice that you have your kids with you each and every day. Rejoice that you have your wife with you each and every day. Rejoice that you have the trials in the first place. And rejoice that God is with you as you navigate that valley. You might not be able to see him, but you can know he is there. So I'm going to take Paul's letter to the Philippians, and I'm going to hand it over to you today, dads. I want you to rejoice. And I'm saying that to myself, too, because I've got plenty of reasons to be upset. And I've got plenty of reasons to complain, but I'm going to choose to rejoice. And I'm going to ask you to do the same. Rejoice 
in everything, every day, all the time. And I'll say it one more time for you. Rejoice. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.